You're listening to The Big Bible Read, an initiative of the Pulse and the Word radio stations. For Bible study resources and to join a community of other Bible readers, visit BigBibleRead.com. Chapter 40 Then the Lord spoke to Moses, On the first day of the first month you are to set up the tabernacle, the tent of meeting. You are to place the ark of the testimony in it and shield the ark with the special curtain. You are to bring in the table and set out the things that belong on it. Then you are to bring in the lampstand and set up its lamps. You are to put the gold altar for incense in front of the ark of the testimony and put the curtain at the entrance to the tabernacle. You are to put the altar for the burnt offering in front of the entrance to the tabernacle, the tent of meeting. You are to put the large basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. You are to set up the courtyard around it and put the curtain at the gate of the courtyard. And take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it and sanctify it and all its furnishings, and it will be holy. Then you are to anoint the altar for the burnt offering with all its utensils. You are to sanctify the altar, and it will be the most holy altar. You must also anoint the large basin and its pedestal, and you are to sanctify it. You are to bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting and wash them with water. Then you are to clothe Aaron with the holy garments and anoint him and sanctify him so that he may minister as my priest. You are to bring his sons and clothe them with tunics and anoint them just as you anointed their father so that they may minister as my priests. Their anointing will make them a priesthood that will continue throughout their generations. This is what Moses did according to all the Lord had commanded him. So he did. So the tabernacle was set up on the first day of the first month in the second year. When Moses set up the tabernacle and put its bases in place, he set up its frames, attached its bars, and set up its posts. Then he spread the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent over it as the Lord had commanded him. He took the testimony and put it in the ark, attached the poles to the ark, and then put the atonement lid on the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle, hung the protecting curtain, and shielded the ark of the testimony from view, just as the Lord had commanded him. And Moses put the table in the tent of meeting, on the north side of the tabernacle, outside the curtain. And he set the bread in order on it before the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded him. And he put the lampstand in the tent of meeting, opposite the table, on the south side of the tabernacle. Then he set up the lamps before the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded him. And he put the gold altar in the tent of meeting, in front of the curtain, and he burned fragrant incense on it, just as the Lord had commanded him. Then Moses put the curtain at the entrance of the tabernacle. He also put the altar for the burnt offering by the entrance to the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, and offered on it the burnt offering and the meal offering, just as the Lord had commanded him. Then he put the large basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it for washing. Moses and Aaron and his sons would wash their hands and their feet from it. Whenever they entered the tent of meeting and whenever they approached the altar, they would wash, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. And he set up the courtyard around the tabernacle on the altar and put the curtain at the gate of the courtyard. So Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled on it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. But when the cloud was lifted up from the tabernacle, the Israelites would set out on all their journeys. But if the cloud was not lifted up, then they would not journey farther until the day it was lifted up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, but fire would be on it at night. 
in plain view of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. Leviticus chapter 1. Then the Lord called to Moses and spoke to him from the meeting tent. Speak to the Israelites and tell them, When someone among you presents an offering to the Lord, you must present your offering from the domesticated animals, either from the herd or from the flock. If his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he must present it as a flawless male. He must present it at the entrance of the meeting tent for its acceptance before the Lord. He must lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it will be accepted for him to make atonement on his behalf. Then the one presenting the offering must slaughter the bull before the Lord, and the sons of Aaron, the priests, must present the blood and splash the blood against the sides of the altar, which is at the entrance of the meeting tent. Next, the one presenting the offering must skin the burnt offering and cut it into parts, and the sons of Aaron, the priest, must put fire on the altar and arrange the wood on the fire. Then the sons of Aaron, the priests, must arrange the parts with the head and the suet on the wood that is in the fire on the altar. Finally, the one presenting the offering must wash its entrails and its legs in water, and the priest must offer all of it up in smoke on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a gift of a soothing aroma to the Lord. If his offering is from the flock for a burnt offering, from the sheep or the goats, he must present a flawless male and must slaughter it on the north side of the altar before the Lord. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, will splash its blood against the altar's sides. Next, the one presenting the offering must cut it into parts with its head and its suet, and the priest must arrange them on the wood that is in the fire on the altar. Then the one presenting the offering must wash the entrails and the legs in water, and the priest must present all of it and offer it up in smoke on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a gift of a soothing aroma to the Lord. If his offering to the Lord is a burnt offering of birds, he must present his offering from the turtle doves or from the young pigeons. The priest must present it at the altar, pinch off its head, and offer the head up in smoke on the altar, and its blood must be drained out against the side of the altar. Then the priest must remove its entrails by cutting off its tail feathers and throw them to the east side of the altar into the place of fatty ashes, and tear it open by its wings without dividing it into two parts. Finally, the priest must offer it up in smoke on the altar on the wood which is in the fire. It is a burnt offering, a gift of a soothing aroma to the Lord. Chapter 2 When a person presents a grain offering to the Lord, his offering must consist of choice wheat flour, and he must pour olive oil on it and put frankincense on it. Then he must bring it to the sons of Aaron, the priests, and the priest must scoop out from there a handful of its choice wheat flour and some of its olive oil in addition to all of its frankincense. And the priest must offer its memorial portion up in smoke on the altar. It is a gift of soothing aroma to the Lord. The remainder of the grain offering belongs to Aaron and to his sons. It is most holy from the gifts of the Lord. When you present an offering of grain baked in an oven, it must be made of choice wheat flour baked into unleavened loaves mixed with olive oil or unleavened wafers smeared with olive oil. If your offering is a grain offering made on the griddle, it must be choice wheat flour mixed with olive oil, unleavened. Crumble it in pieces and pour olive oil on it. It is a grain offering. If your offering is a grain offering made in a pan, it must be made of choice wheat flour deep fried in olive oil. You must bring the grain offering that must be made from these to the Lord. Present it to the priest and he will bring it to the altar. Then the priest must take up from the grain offering its memorial portion and offer it up in smoke on the altar. It is a gift of soothing aroma to the Lord. 
The remainder of the grain offering belongs to Aaron and to his sons. It is most holy from the gifts of the Lord. No grain offering which you present to the Lord can be made with yeast, for you must not offer up and smoke any yeast or honey as a gift to the Lord. You can present them to the Lord as an offering of first fruit, but they must not go up to the altar for a soothing aroma. Moreover, you must season every one of your grain offerings with salt. You must not allow the salt of the covenant of your God to be missing from your grain offering. On every one of your grain offerings, you must present salt. If you present a grain offering of first ripe grain to the Lord, you must present your grain offering of first ripe grain as soft kernels roasted in fire, crushed bits of fresh grain, and you must put olive oil on it and set frankincense on it. It is a grain offering. Then the priest must offer its memorial portion up in smoke, some of its crushed bits, some of its olive oil, in addition to all of its frankincense. It is a gift to the Lord. Matthew chapter 27. When it was early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people plotted against Jesus to execute him. They tied him up, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. Now when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus had been condemned, he regretted what he had done and returned the thirty silver coins to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, What is that to us? You take care of it yourself. So Judas threw the silver coins into the temple and left. Then he went out and hanged himself. The chief priests took the silver and said, It is not lawful to put this into the temple treasury, since it is blood money. After consulting together, they bought the potter's field with it, as a burial place for foreigners. For this reason, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the thirty silver coins, the price of the one whose price had been set by the people of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. Then Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You say so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he did not respond. Then Pilate said to him, Don't you hear how many charges they are bringing against you? But he did not answer even one accusation, so that the governor was quite amazed. During the feast, the governor was accustomed to release one prisoner to the crowd, whomever they wanted. At that time, they had in custody a notorious prisoner named Jesus Barabbas. So after they had assembled, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. As he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent a message to him, Have nothing to do with that innocent man. I have suffered greatly as a result of a dream about him today. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus killed. The governor asked them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what should I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said, Crucify him. He asked, Why? What wrong has he done? But they shouted more insistently, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he could do nothing, but that instead a riot was starting, he took some water, washed his hands before the crowd, and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. You take care of it yourselves. In reply, all the people said, Let his blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas for them. But after he had Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the governor's residence and gathered the whole cohort around him. 
They stripped him and put a scarlet robe around him. And after braiding a crown of thorns, they put it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand, and kneeling down before him, they mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews! They spat on him and took the staff and struck him repeatedly on the head. When they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes back on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they were going out, they found a man from Cyrene named Simon, whom they forced to carry his cross. They came to the place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull, and offered Jesus wine mixed with gall to drink. But after tasting it, he would not drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided his clothes by throwing dice. Then they sat down and kept guard over him there. Above his head, they put a charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two outlaws were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by defamed him, shaking their heads and saying, You who could destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are God's son, come down from the cross. In the same way, even the chief priests, together with the experts in the law and elders, were mocking him. He saved others, but he cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. If he comes down now from the cross, we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God, if he wants to, deliver him now. Because he said, I am God's son. The robbers who were crucified with him also spake abusively to him. Now, from noon until three, darkness came over all the land. At about three o'clock, Jesus shouted with a loud voice, Ele, ele, leme, sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge filled with sour wine, put it on a stick, and gave it to him to drink. But the rest said, Leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah will come to save him. Then Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Just then, the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split apart. The tombs were opened and the bodies of many saints who had died were raised. They came out of the tombs after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. Now when the centurion and those, who, and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place, they were extremely terrified and said, Truly, this one was God's son. Many women who had followed Jesus from Galilee and given him support were also there, watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Now when it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb, that he had cut in the rock. Then he rolled a great stone across the entrance of the tomb and went away. Now Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. The next day, which is after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees assembled before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember that while that deceiver was still alive, he said, After three days I will rise again. So give orders to secure the tomb until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may come and steal his body and say to the people, He has been raised from the dead, and that last deception would be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, Take a guard of soldiers, go and make it as secure as you can. So they went with the soldiers of the guard and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone.
Psalm 39, for the music director Jeduthun, a Psalm of David. I decided I will watch what I say and make sure I do not sin with my tongue. I will put a muzzle over my mouth while in the presence of an evil person. I was stone silent. I held back the urge to speak. My frustration grew. My anxiety intensified. As I thought about it, I became impatient. Finally, I spoke these words. O Lord, help me understand my mortality and the brevity of life. Let me realize how quickly my life will pass. Look, you make my days short-lived, and my lifespan is nothing from your perspective. Surely all people, even those who seem secure, are nothing but vapor. Selah. Surely people go through life as mere ghosts. Surely they accumulate worthless wealth without knowing who will eventually haul it away. But now, O Lord, upon what am I relying? You are my only hope. Deliver me from all my sins of rebellion. Do not make me the object of fools' insults. I am silent and cannot open my mouth because of what you have done. Please stop wounding me. You have almost beaten me to death. You severely discipline people for their sins. Like a moth, you slowly devour their strength. Surely all people are a mere vapor. Selah. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry for help. Do not ignore my sobbing, for I am a resident foreigner with you, a temporary settler, just as all my ancestors were. Turn your angry gaze away from me so I can be happy before I pass away. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, netbible.com. Copyright 1996 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC. All rights reserved.